وَضْرِبْ لَهُمْ And strike for them مَثَلًا An example. An example of who? رَجُلَيْنِ Of two men. جَعَلْنَا وِمَيْدِ لِأَحَدِهِمَا For one of them جَنَّتَيْنِ Two gardens. One of them had two gardens. What about the other man? He didn't have two gardens. What did he have? It's not mentioned in the story. But it seems like he didn't have anything. Compared to this one man who had two gardens and those two gardens were also quite impressive. Because this is not Jannah, right? This is dunya. Some people get a lot and other people get very little. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given some people more and has given some people less. Why? Each is being tested. What kind of amal does he do? So one of them had two gardens. And these two gardens, orchards, were of what? Min a'nab, of grapevines. So he had two vineyards. Wahafafnahuma, and we had bordered both of them. Hafafna from hafafa. Haf is to surround something from all sides. So we had bordered these gardens binakhlin with date palms. So now picture this in your head. Two gardens, grapevines in the middle, and you can imagine grapevines in rows on trellises. Alright? Have you ever gone um, berry picking? Hmm? No? Strawberry picking? Any kind of picking? Okay. So you see, whatever plant, they're in rows. Right? So just imagine a vineyard like this, grapevines, all in rows, and on the sides of the two gardens, what's there? Date palms. وَجَعَلْنَا And we made بَيْنَهُمَا Between them two. Meaning between the two gardens was zara crop. So this guy has a huge piece of land. And this huge piece of land is divided into, you can say, three portions. Alright? One side, garden, orchard of grapevines. The other side also, orchard of grapevines. In the middle, crop. On the sides, the border is of what? Date palms. He's getting the maximum advantage of the property, the land that he has. He's getting crop, he has crops, so he's getting grain. Then he's got grapes, so he's getting a lot of benefit from that also. And then date palms, that also is producing a lot of benefit. So he's taking the maximum advantage. Kilta al-jannatain. Both of the two gardens. The word kilta means two. So each of the two gardens, atat, it produced, ukulaha, its fruit. Both of the orchards produced fruit. What does that mean? I mean, the produce was a good amount. And it shows that the land was fertile. Walam tazlim. And it did not fall short. Notice the word tazlim. Zulm. What does zulm mean? Injustice. But remember that zulm literally means naqs, to fall short. So the gardens, they did not fall short, minu from it, shayin, anything. Meaning he got a hundred percent profit. You know, for instance, a person invests in his garden. How? In his property. That for instance, the seeds and everything, for the crop to grow, he has to spend, for instance, fifty thousand dollars. But then when he gets the produce and he sells it and he pays off his expenses, what profit does he make? Zero. What is that? Dhul. Right? But if after you know paying off his expenses, he's making profit, then what does that mean? He was 
improving. He was constantly gaining. It was a very profitable piece of land. وَفَجَّرْنَا And his expenses were also very low. How? Because وَفَجَّرْنَا We had cause to gush forth خِدَالَهُمَا Between the two gardens. So you could say through the zarr. Alright? Between the two gardens, there was a nahar. There was a river. So this entire property, this entire farm was self-irrigated. He didn't have to put in much effort in getting water from elsewhere to water his land. So what does that mean? His expenses were a lot? Minimal. What does that show? How was his profit? How much was he making? A lot. وَكَانَ لَهُ And one day, what happened? He had fruit. Meaning the crop was ready, the vines, they were ready. Ready meaning the fruit was abundant, it was surplus, it was ripe, ready for picking. It was harvest time. And remember that the word thamar is what? Product of a process. It doesn't just refer to fruit as an apple or grapes. Alright? When a person has so much land, you can imagine that he must have other investments also. Because when you're constantly producing so much food, then you don't just sell it. You do many other things with it. You know, for instance, if such people, they also have a lot of livestock, that's another business, right? And then if he's got water, Allahu alam, may have fish pond, whatever, right? And then at the same time, this food is used to produce more things, right? So what happened? وَكَانَ لَهُ ثَمَرُ Ready for picking, ready for harvest, a lot of produce. So what happened? فَقَالَ He said, who? The owner of these gardens. He said, لِصَاحِبِهِ To his companion. Which companion? Because it's two men, right? رَجُلَيْن The story of two men. One man was the owner of all this, who's very rich. So he's talking to the other man. And who's that other man? His sahib. His friend. His companion. What kind of companion? We don't know. If he was his best friend, if he was his friend from childhood, or if he was just a passerby, you know, a guest, whatever, Allahu alam. But he was talking to him. So he said in his conversation, وَهُوَ يُحَاوِرُهُ While he was conversing with him, and يُحَاوِرُ is from tahawur. وَاللَّهُ يَسْمَعُ تَحَاوُرَكُمَا حَاوُرْ حَاوَرَ is to return. When you're having a conversation with someone, then what happens? You say something, and they return. That with another statement. And then you say something. And then they say something. Right? You take turns in speaking. So while he was talking to him, he said, أَنَا أَكْثَرُ مِنْكَ I am more than you. مَالًا in money, in wealth. وَأَعَزُّ And I have more izza. I am more honorable or I am more stronger because izza is also strength and might. I am more mighty. نَفَرَ in men, meaning I have more people. Nafar, remember is used for a group of people, like a band, a small group of, um, you can say, soldiers. Alright? So, he was boasting to his friend about two things. Which two things? Firstly, he said, I'm richer than you. I have more money. And secondly, he's saying, I have more people. Because both of these things are interlinked, right? If you have more money, you have more friends. You can afford a bigger family, right? And you have more workers, you have more servants. And then as a person reduces in his money, then what happens? Family also goes away and friends also leave, right? So he's showing off. I have more money and I have more people. If somebody said this kind of a statement to you, they literally say to your face, 
I have more money than you. I have more friends than you. What would you think about that person? What would you say? Show off. And what does he think of himself? So arrogant. These words, what do they show? Arrogance and riya. Showing off. Boastfulness. He's boasting. And notice how he says, minka, then you. What does it mean? He's comparing himself to his friend. And this is something that we need to be careful about. Because many times we're just comparing ourselves with our friends. How? She has this, oh yeah, I have it too. Yeah, you know what? Mine is better. And if they have something and we don't have it, we get upset about it. And we want it. We're not satisfied until we get it. Stop comparing yourself with others in the material sense. Don't compare yourself with others and compete with them. That okay, now she has this money, I should also have this money. She has this kind of job, I should also have this kind of She has this kind of degree, so I also need a degree. Even though I don't think I'm really interested, but I want a degree just for the sake of having a degree. Just to compete with my friends. She's getting married, so I also have to get married. Even if I don't find you know, a decent person, I'm just going to marry anybody. No! Think about what you're doing. You know like they say, competing with the Joneses, right? So stop competing with others. Stop comparing yourself with others. What is it that we should be competing in? Action. What are they doing and what am I doing? What is it that we should compare? Meaning in what matters? Actions. Stop thinking about the vacations that other people are taking. And think about when did you last go for Umrah? Because when we have money, what is it that we think about? Oh, I think I'm going to go there because my friend also went there with her husband, so I'm going to go there too. No. Stop thinking about this dunya. Stop chasing this dunya. Because what does it show? That you are a servant to this world. Abdul dinar, Abdul dirham, Abdul dollar, servant of the dollar. Right? So, أَنَا أَكْثَرُ مِنْ كَمَالًا وَأَعَزُّ نَفَرًا وَدَخَلَ جَنَّتَهُ And he entered his garden. He's taking his friend with him and he enters the garden. وَهُوَ ظَالِمٌ لِنَفْسِهِ And he was actually doing zulm to himself. How? By showing off. By being arrogant. قَالَ He said, مَا أَظُنُّ I don't think أَن تَبِيدَ That it will perish. هَذِهِ this أَبَدَا Ever. I don't think this is ever going to perish. The word tabida is from the root letters بَيَدَال Bayd is to die, to cease to exist. Bayda is used for an empty desert, wasteland. I mean, think about a desert. What's there? A tree? A building? A garden? A house? Nothing. It's empty, just sand. So he said to his friend, I don't think this garden of mine is going to finish. Look at it. It's perfect. It's got water. I mean... The crop is doing perfect. Look at the vines and look at the date palms. Do you see my garden suffering any decline? Do you ever think my business is going to collapse? It's doing so well. It's so profitable. I have no fear about my future. I'm very confident about my future. Do we begin to think like that? Yes. That when we see something of the zunya with us and we think it's doing really well, we think it's going to be like that forever. My car, it's perfect. Nothing can go wrong with it. My house, it's perfect now. What can ever go wrong with it? 
My health? Perfect. What can ever happen to it? When we begin to admire dunya too much, we get so impressed by it that we think it's going to stay like that forever. And this is the greatest deception. Greatest deception. You know why? Because in this world, there's a rule. When something reaches its height, now it's going to go down. It's going to decline. Everything. Everything. But when what we have reaches its height, we think it's going to stay like that forever, which is why we become so happy with it. What it means is, it's just going to start declining. Look at your physical body. Aren't you so concerned about, you know, in your teenage years, you're like, I can't wait until I'm 20. I can't wait until I'm 20. And then when you reach 20, you realize, oh, now I'm going to be old. And then some people, they wait for 30. They wait for 35. And then what happens? Then it finally hits them that now I'm not going to become better, I'm going to become weaker. You know, once the Prophet ﷺ, he was riding his camel. And his camel was the best camel, always ahead. And a Bedouin man came from somewhere. And his camel was running really fast. And he actually went ahead of the Prophet ﷺ. So the Sahaba got sad that first of all, this man went ahead of the Prophet ﷺ. How dare he? And secondly, the camel of the Prophet ﷺ is not good enough. I mean, there is another camel that's better than the Prophet's camel? Because they loved Rasulullah ﷺ, right? And they wanted that everything about him, everything with him should be the best. So the Prophet ﷺ said to them something to the effect of that whatever you know goes high, then there is always something that will get ahead of it. This is the rule in this dunya. So this man, he said, مَا أَظُنُّ أَن تَبِيدَ هَذِهِ أَبَدًا And he got so deceived by this to the point that he began denying Akhirah. He said, وَمَا أَظُنُّ And I don't think السَّاعَةَ the hour قَائِمَةً is going to be established. I don't think there's going to be a day of judgment. What are you talking about? This belief that you have, this Qur'an, Qur'an you do all the time, or this Akhirah, Akhirah you do all the time. I don't think there's any Akhirah. It's all this life. You do what you do here and you get what you get here. This is all there is. Do people start saying these things? Yes. As they become successful in worldly terms, what do they begin to lose? Their faith. They think this dunya is everything. There's no akhirah. He said, I don't think there's ever going to be a hereafter. Wala iruditu, and surely if I was to be returned from Rad, ila Rabbi to my Lord, meaning let's say, even if there is a hereafter, and I am taken to my Lord after I die, la ajidanna, surely I will definitely find. From Wawjim, Dal. I will definitely find khayram minha, better than it. Munqalaba, as a return. Munqalab, from Qaf Lamba, a place of qalb, meaning a place of return. Meaning if I am ever taken back to my Lord, if there is a hereafter, then you know what? I'm going to get something that is even better. Why? Because if I have good now, I'm going to be good later as well. Because I am the best. I am good. I deserve it. And this is a very wrong analogy. Just because we have something today doesn't mean we're going to have it forever. And it doesn't mean we're going to get it in the akhirah. We have the sense of entitlement that we deserve. We deserve such and such. And we deserve all the good things. Why? Because we have them now, so we should also have them later. 
And we become upset when we learn about hellfire, when we learn about punishment. Why? Why shouldn't people be in paradise? Why shouldn't everybody be happy forever? Why? Who are you to say why? What do you think about yourself? Just because you have something good now doesn't mean you'll have it forever. Realize that we are all Allah's servants. And this life, it doesn't show how a person's akhirah will be. A person could be very rich today, but tomorrow he'll be very poor. And a person could be extremely poor today, but tomorrow he'll be the richest of the rich. Now imagine if somebody is talking like this in front of you. What would you do? Why? Right? Or you could say, hmm, I, I get what you're saying, but generally what do we do? We're just quiet. We feel too scared to open our mouths. But his friend, what did he do? His friend said to him, While he was conversing with him, meaning he continued talking to him. And he said, Akafarta, Do you disbelieve Billadi in the one who Khalaqaka who created you? He's saying, Do you disbelieve in Allah, the one who made you? The one who made you? Min Turabin from dust? You see, this guy was becoming so arrogant, right? And his friend reminds him of his origin. Of his humble origin. You think you're great? What are you made of? Dust. Mud. ثُمَّ مِن نُطْفَةٍ Then from a nutfa. Meaning your origin, human beings, Adam was created from dust. And you, his child, was created from the nutfa of your immediate parents. ثُمَّ سَوَّاكَ رَجُلًا Then Allah fashioned you, proportioned you into a complete man. Allah is the one who made you. Did you make yourself? Did you make yourself? No. Allah made you. How can you deny that? So, what does this ayah teach us? That whenever we start feeling arrogant about ourselves, just remember what you're made of. You're made of something that's supposed to be washed away. That's not even supposed to be mentioned. This is what we're made of. You know, like Hassan al-Basri said, that man is made of something that exits from one private part, and then he is completed, you know, his form is completed, and then he comes out from another private part. What does he think of himself? Just think about our origin. What are we? Our origin is disgusting. Think about it. Do we have any right to be arrogant? Do we have any right to think highly of ourselves? I mean, if you think about your origin, you're embarrassed. It's shameful. Thinking about it, it's very mention is embarrassing. How can we feel great about ourselves? He says, ثُمَّ سَوَّاكَ رَجُلًا لَكِنَّ لَكِنَّ is a combination of lakin and ana. He said, but I, as for me, what do I believe? هُوَ اللَّهُ رَبِّي He is Allah my Lord. I'm not impressed by your fancy talk. I'm not impressed by your wealthiness, your richness. As for me, I believe in Allah my Lord. Such a powerful statement. Think about it. Somebody is denying Allah in front of you. Do you have the courage to say, I believe in Allah? He says, لَكِنَّ As for me, هُوَ اللَّهُ رَبِّي وَلَا أُشْرِكُ بِرَبِّي أَحَدًا And never will I associate with my Lord anyone. He reaffirmed his belief. And he you know, said it very confidently in front of his friend. And now he's admonishing him. 
He says, وَلَوْلَا Why not? إِذْ دَخَلْتَ When you entered, جَنَّتَكَ Your garden, قُلْتَ You said, مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ Whatever Allah willed. لَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهُ There is no power except with Allah. Why didn't you say that? You should have said this. Meaning, if you saw your garden, you saw all those fruits, you saw all those you know dollars coming in, you should have praised Allah. This is what Allah has willed. This has happened because of Allah's power, not because of your will and not because of your power. مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ لَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ انترني, If you see me, أَنَا أَقَلَّ I am less minka than you, malan in wealth, وَوَلَدًا and in children. You think you're very rich and you have a lot of power and you see me as less than you? Okay. You felt greatness But you should have remembered the greatness of Allah. Because He's the one who gave this to you. And this is what will keep us humble. Whenever you have something, whenever you get something, realize, Allah gave it to me. Allah has even more. I was reading recently in a book, Fiqh al that the author was you know, mentioning the angels of Allah, how powerful they are. That Jibreel, how powerful is he? How big Jibreel is? And how big the angels that carry the throne are? That how strong is Jibreel? With just one wing, he lifted up the towns of the people of Lut, turned them upside down and threw them back. Can you imagine a wing? One wing? Now imagine the power of all of Jibreel's wings combined. And then imagine the power of his entire body. Imagine Israfil who will blow the trumpet once and all the creation will die. If this is the power of his blow, imagine the power of the rest of his body. And then the author said, imagine the power of Allah. How great he is. How able he is. مَا شَاءَ اللَّهِ لَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ And this is something that we should say. Whenever we find something beautiful, whenever we begin to admire one of our possessions, You know, for example, children even, when you see them, say, MashaAllah, la quwwata illa billah. When you see, you know, your new phone, brand new phone, and you can't keep your eyes off of it, MashaAllah, la quwwata illa billah. It'll keep you humble, and inshallah, it will protect your stuff from evil also. And then he warns his friend. He said, فَعَسَى رَبِّي Then perhaps my Lord, أَنْ يُؤْتِيَنِي That He will give me خَيْرًا Better min jannatik than your garden. Don't you realize all power is with Allah? He gave this to you. And who knows, Allah can give me something that's even better than your garden. If He gave you, can He not give me? Why are you boasting? Why are you showing off? وَيُرْسِلَ And He can send alayha upon it. What? Upon your garden. حُسْبَانًا A calamity. حُسْبَان is from حَاسِينَ بَا حِسَاب What is حِسَاب? Accounting. Meaning He can send something That will be perfect accounting, perfect punishment for the showing off that you're doing here, for the arrogance that you're displaying over here. وَيُرْسِلَ عَلَيْهَا حُسْبَانًا مِنَ السَّمَاءَ From the sky. فَتُصْبِحَ So it will become, meaning your garden will become سَعِيدًا Plain ground. What is سَعِيد? Surface of the ground. Meaning flat. زَلَقَ Slippery. When does your foot slip? Zailam qaf, zalaq is to slip. When does it slip? Think about it. Has it ever happened with you that you're walking in a park or to the bus stop and the grass is very muddy? And then what happens? You slip. 
your foot slips because it's too wet. So he's warning him, why are you boasting? Allah gave it to you, Allah can also destroy this. And Allah can give me something better than what you have. A storm can come from the sky, burning all of your crop. Who knows? This land may be flooded. What will happen to your delicate grapevines? If it's flooded, imagine, it will become so slippery that you will not be able to even stand here. You won't be able to walk from one side to the other because it would be so slippery. Something that you feel you have so much power over, you could lose it to the point that you cannot even walk over it. You cannot even go through it. So what happened? He warned him. And what does this show? That if somebody is showing off, what should we do? Warn them. Because this is nusr. This is good advice. He says, أَوْ يُصْبِحَ Or it may become مَاؤُهَا It's water غَوْرًا Deeply underground. Sunken. غَوْرًا غَيْن وَرَا What does غَوْر mean? When غَار What is غَار? A cave. It's inside. Right? So غَوْر When something goes underground. Deeply underground. So it's water. This river that you see running on its surface. It could go underground. All the water. فَلَن تَسْتَطِيعَ Then you will never be able to. لَهُ فَرِ الطَّلَبَ Seek. Meaning you won't be able to seek it. You won't be able to find it. You won't be able to dig it out. So he warns him. He gives him the possibilities. Think about it. You think you're going to have this forever? No. A storm can come from the sky. The water can go underground. What will you have? What will you be left with? And what happened? What his friend warned him of is exactly what happened. Because some scholars, what they say is that his friend actually made dua against him. Because this arrogant rich guy was showing off, right? He was boasting. So he hurt his feelings. And then his friend, the believer, he was hurt. So he made dua against him. So exactly what he said came true. وَأُحِيطَ بِثَمَرِهِ And his fruits were encompassed. أُحِيطَ from أَحَاطَ To surround. Meaning by destruction. Just like an enemy surrounds. So his fruit, his property, surrounded. Meaning with calamity. Not even one thing survived. Because when something is surrounded, you know, it cannot escape. So no tree could escape, nothing could survive, everything destroyed. So this man, فَأَصْبَحَ He became, يُقَلِّبُ كَفَّيْهِ يُقَلِّبُ قَافْ لَامْبَ قَلَّبَ يُقَلِّبُ is to turn something upside down. So he was doing تَقَلُّب of كَفَّيْهِ What is كَفَّيْ? It's the dual of كَفْ. كَفْ is the palm of your hand. So all that this guy could do was just turn his hands upside down. You see my hands? When do you do this? Worry? What am I going to do? How am I going to pay my debts off? What am I going to eat from? How am I going to feed my family? فَأَصْبَحَ يُقَلِّبُ كَفَّيْهِ And when is it that you can you know, do this with your hands? Turn them upside down when you've got nothing. They're empty. He was left with nothing. All he could do was just turn his hands upside down in regret. Why was he upset? Why was he regretful? Allah over ma that which anfaqafiha he had spent on it. Did he spend something on the garden? Of course. You have to invest so much your money, your time, your energy. And his garden, what did it bring for him? Wahiya While it was collapsed ala urushiha on its trellises. Khawiya from the root letters khawawiya. Khawal bayt is when a house is demolished. Urush. Urush is the plural of Arisha. And what is Arisha? A trellis. What is a trellis? 
a frame that is put for vines to grow on. Have you ever seen that? Because you see a vine, a grapevine, it grows upwards, right? It needs something to climb on. So you make a frame, a wooden frame or something, and then the grapevine grows on it. So all those trellises had fallen. What does that mean? Those delicate grapevines and those grapes fallen, ruined, everything damaged. وَيَقُولُ And he was saying, يَا لَيْتَنِي Oh, I wish, لَمْ أُشْرِكْ بِرَبِّي أَحَدًا I wish I had not associated with my Lord anyone. Did he do shirk? What kind of shirk? Did he say, I believe in such and such God besides Allah? What kind of shirk was it? He denied Allah, right? And remember that denial is also a kind of shirk. And he was being arrogant. He was thinking of himself too much. He was trusting himself. He was trusting his money. That is also a kind of shirk. He was showing off. That is also a kind of shirk. وَلَمْ أُشْرِكْ بِرَبِّي أَحَدًا But this regret, too late. وَلَمْ تَكُلْ لَهُ فِئَةٌ And he did not have any fi'ah. What is fi'ah? A group of people that come together to help you, to support you. It's like a support group at the time of your need. But he had no fi'ah who could yansurunahu, who could help him min dunillah against Allah. Could he help himself? No. وَمَا كَانَ مُنْتَصِرًا He could not even defend himself. مُنْتَصِر انتصار نصرا انتصار is to help oneself, to defend oneself. Remember earlier we learned he was boasting about his money. Could he use his money to defend himself? No. Then he was boasting about his people, his friends, his children, his servants. But did anyone come to aid him? No. The man who was showing off about his power, about his friends, was left alone. You know why? Why? Because the one who relies upon the creation, then عُذِّبَ bihi, He is tortured through it. Then he is left to the mercy of that creation. And that creation is helpless itself. How can it help him? And the one who remembers Allah, remembers Allah's greatness, then he is left at the mercy of Allah. And Allah will help him. Allah will save him. Hunalika, right there and then, was al-walaya. Walaya, what does it mean? Authority, nusra, victory, dominance, power. Right there and then, it was proven that al-walaya, supreme authority, is for who? With who? Lillah, with Allah. And who is Allah? Al-Haqq, the true Lord, the true wali. People don't have power. Your money, your property, no matter how successful it is, no matter how much profit it's bringing you, it's not reliable. Huwa khayrun thawaban. Allah, He is better in giving reward. Isn't He? He gives the best reward. Wa khayrun uquba. And the best in giving consequence. The reward that He gives is the best. And the punishment that He gives is also the most fair and just. This man was boasting about his money, about his friends. He got the most suitable punishment. He was left alone. Allah's reward is the best and His punishment is also most just. So what does this teach us? Trust Allah. Don't trust the creation. Don't trust your money. Don't trust your friends. 
And if a person gets lost in the creation, then this is the greatest deception. And this teaches us about the reality of this life. And the next ayah is also about the example of the reality of this life. Nothing is permanent. Only Allah Azza wa Jal is permanent. Let's listen to the recitation. واضرب لهم مثل الرجلين جعلنا لأحدهما جنتين من أعناب وحففناهما بنخل وجعلنا بينهما زرعا كلتا الجنتين آتت أكلها ولم تظلم منه شيئا وفجرنا خلالهما نهرا وَكَانَ لَهُ ثَمَرٌ فَقَالَ لِصَاحِبِهِ وَهُوَ يُحَاوِرُهُ أَنَا أَكْثَرُ مِنْكَ مَالًا وَأَعَزُّ نَفَرًا وَدَخَلَ جَنَّتَهُ وَهُوَ ظَالِمٌ لِنَفْسِهِ قَالَ مَا أَظُنُّ أَنْ تَبِيدَ هَذِهِ أَبَدًا وَمَا أَظُنُّ السَّاعَةَ قَائِمَةً وَلَئِنْ رُدِدْتُ إِلَى رَبِّي لَأَجِدَنَّ خَيْرًا مِنْهَا مُنْقَلَبًا قَالَ لَهُ صَاحِبُهُ وَهُوَ يُحَاوِرُهُ أَكَفَرْتَ بِالَّذِي خَلَقَكَ أَكَفَرْتَ بِالَّذِي خَلَقَكَ مِنْ تُرَابٍ ثُمَّ مِنْ نُطْفَةٍ ثُمَّ سَوَّاكَ رَجُلًا لَكِنَّ هُوَ اللَّهُ رَبِّي وَلَا أُشْرِكُ بِرَبِّي أَحَدًا وَلَوْلَا إِذْ دَخَلْتَ جَنَّةً تكقلت ما شاء الله لا قوة إلا بالله إن أنا أقل منك مالا وولدا فعسى ربي أن يؤتيني خيرا من جنتك ويرسل عليها حسبانا ويرسل عليها حسبانا من السماء فتصبح صعيدا زلقا أو يصبح ماؤها غورا فلن تستطيع له طلبا وأحيط بثمره فأصبح يقلب كفيه على ما أنفق فيها وهي خاوية وهي خاوية على عروشها ويقول يا ليتني لم أشرك بربي أحدا ولم تكن له فئة ينصرونه من كان منتصرا هنالك الولاية لله الحق هو خير ثوابا وخير عقبا سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد ولا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله